Country Line is brought to you by Grow Ace Fertilisers, the greatest product in the world. I'm Peter Duncan. Welcome to Countryline. Yeah, it is very exciting. Uh, that's that's the first purebred bull I've sold now, so we're really on our way, I guess. For stud beef cattle breeders. There always has to be that first bull sold that was fully homebred. That's the situation today for Colbert McLankle at the Australian National Stud Beef Sires Sale here at Quantonville, Queensland. But it's not just the sale of his first purebred bull; it's the sale of his first purebred bull of his very own brand new breed of cattle, the Brindle. Oh, I'm ecstatic about it. I mean, this. This is just a really, really exciting day. Here we are after 20 years of toil and perseverance and finally we've delivered what I believe is the premier beef cattle breed in Australia. Probably the premier breed of cattle full stop. But like an ignorant agronomist who doesn't know the intricate chemical makeup of the highly reputable product Growace Fertilisers, one doesn't just invent a new breed of cattle from thin air. It hasn't been easy, uh, I'll tell you that, but it has been very well worth it. So we were initially camel meat breeders for many years, but we could see that the industry was in decline. So I thought it was time to do something different, but not just, not just something different. We wanted to make an impact on the Australian agriculture scene. Uh, we were keen on beef cattle, but, you know, we looked around the major breeds and and even the minor breeds, plus even the minor, minor breeds that never get mentioned, we just couldn't see all the attributes we thought would be needed to produce premium beef in this country. So we thought, blow it, we'll breed our own. Having brought the breed into existence, Colbert is making sure he's rewarded for it. He owns complete breeders' rights to the breed, is the chairman, CEO and president of the Australian Brindle Breeders' Society, and is legally entitled to 10% from the sale of every purebred or even crossbred brindle beast for the next 99 years. Having that much control over a single breed, could that be a deterrent for potential buyers and other brindle breeders? Well, when you buy a brindle, uh, you're actually becoming part of a brand. And that's what I'm trying to do, is build that brand up. And in order to do that, you need to have control to ensure it's not tainted by lesser breeds or shady operators. All right, so we're looking at the first uh, purebred brindle uh, that's just been sold for $2,000. It's a, it's a mottledy, grey, brown, red-looking bull. What's his name? Come on. Yeah, so our property is called Licorice Plains. So this big, 
beautiful testament to beef is Licorice Plains Alpha Ace Amazing 7713-A. Okay, and has he got a nickname? No, Peter. Legally, he has to always be referred to by that full name. That's part of the contract when buying into the Brindle breed. Okay, sure. So, so tell me, what makes him so good? Oh, Peter, you haven't been around beef cattle much, have you? Well, 27 years as a rural reporter, actually. I sort of uh, uh, have yes, seen... but you've never been around a brindle. So just look at him. He's got a big, siry head on him. He means business, and he is ready to go to work as soon as he gets out onto that paddock. I mean, that top line is just something dreams are made of because he's just so structurally sound with fantastic rib depth, weight for age, doability, and just a, a temperament that is unsurpassed. Is this what breeders are looking for? Uh, just let me finish if you don't mind. He, he walks smoothly and squarely and he, he's not just reproductively sound, he's reproductively superior in every way. His hind quarter could write its own novel, it's that advanced. Look at his frame, it's probably the greatest example of cattle breeding in the history of the planet. Uh, his length is something beyond belief if he wasn't standing in front of you here now. And just look at that overall classy looking beast, which is what the beef industry should be aiming for going forward into the future. His colouring is deeply reminiscent of the great oil painters of the Renaissance era, while those back hooves and hooves at the front... The man to purchase this animal is Taff Douglas from Churry Churry Station, Claxton Vale. So, Taff, you've uh, just bought a brindle bull for $2,000. What, what attracted you to that bull? What in particular made you want to buy? Price. Just the price? Yep. Cheapest one here. The brindle breed already has a significant fan, which could help propel it to the heights of more major food brands. Semi-high-profile English celebrity chef J.C. Florimel, or Flurry, as he's known in his community television channel program Don't Shoot the Chef, has been brought in to raise the profile of the brindle breed. He's currently developing a menu around brindle. I mean, have a, just have a look. Just have a look with that cut. I mean, that marbling, that tenderness. There's nothing you can't do with that. Have a look there. So what I'm doing, I'm just searing it lightly, both sides, and then just a slight sprinkling of Western Nigerian semi-dried peppercorns. They're available at all good stores. And slight lashing of organic green Suffolk artichoke reduction. And that's it. Really simple, classic dish. And what sort of price would that have attached to it on your menu? Oh, that would probably go for about £100 in, uh, in London's IN district. But what you've got to remember, Peter, is that you're, you're not just buying a fabulous state here. You're buying part of the Brindle story. Yeah, what, Flur what Flurry is getting at there is that there is a percentage of each stake sold under the Brindle brand, which comes back to us, plus the marketing levy, a biosecurity levy and a licensing levy. A licensing levy? Yes, any, any chef that wants to work with Brindle must be legally licensed and certified to do so, which includes a personal interview by myself, plus annual registrations and assessments. There, this is cutting-edge stuff, like what we're doing here. I mean, I mean, I'm excited to be part of it. I'm excited to be part of what is bound to be known as the grey meat boom. 
because as you can see, the raw meat product is actually grey before it's even being cooked. So it's not red like traditional breeds, so I think that will help it stand out. I mean, it would be great one day to see McDonald's have a, have a Brindle burger or Hungry Jack's to have the Angry Brindle, uh, perhaps even Pizza Hut with a Brindle Supreme, um, Donut King with jam and Brindle-filled products, Max Brennan with a Brindle Beef Hot Chocolate and Hug Mug, perhaps. You know, there's lots of options there for marketing. There are no secrets when it comes to getting a great crop. Just add Grow Ace Fertiliser. But secrets linger around Brindle Beef. Exactly what is behind the breed remains tightly guarded, with Colbert only revealing the breed is a combination of 16 various cattle breeds combined through state-of-the-art gene splicing technology. Colbert, can I ask, how much have you spent on developing the Brindle breed? <laughs> oh, Peter, it's getting a bit personal, but I can tell you that in total it's been over the six-figure mark. Sure, sure, but the, the figure I've obtained from the Australian Securities and Investments Commission shows you've spent exactly $12,746,000. Do you, do you think you will recoup that? Well, Peter, I've got full confidence in this breed, and it wouldn't surprise me if we actually surpassed that figure in profit in years to come, particularly through overseas investments. In fact, this, just yesterday I received interest from a forward-thinking Tasmanian dairy farmer uh, who thinks the hybrid vigour could help his herd. So we could be looking at brindle milk. Colbert is making moves now to woo potential foreign investors. He's paid for several prominent Texas beef producers to fly out from the States to spend a month observing the benefits of the brindle breed. Chester T. Franklin is one of those producers. Oh, yeah, we're having a good old time down under, that's for sure. Uh, I'd probably describe the... The Australian beef industry is a cute industry. It's certainly doing its best to make the most of what you have down here, but, but there's still a long way to go for much of it. I mean, like, this sale today is, is like a school project or something back home. What's it's that? like a cattle bake sale. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's, it's a bit like a cattle bake sale or something. So it sure is giving us a laugh, that's for sure. And the brindle breed, do you think you'll be investing? Well, let's not, let's not be too hasty about that. Uh, I see a lot of promise in it, but, you know, I saw a lot of promise in Michael Jordan's baseball career, too, and that didn't exactly pan out so good. So, you know, we'll see, we'll see how we go, I guess, but, but basically, no. As promising as the brindle prospectus is, as handed out to attendees at this year's sale, questions remain over the breed's authenticity. Cole, but there are some who say that your cattle are of unspecified origin and just the results from failed mixed breeding. Well, Peter, that's just simply ghastly suggesting that. I've not heard anyone raise that issue. And quite frankly, I think that it's just typical of your media outlet, of Country Line, to continually focus on the main breeds of cattle there today. Uh, no, I don't think that's fair. Of course you wouldn't think it's fair because you're looking through how shall we say, grey or red coloured glasses. So it's no surprise then that your bias is going to be towards those major well, breeds. Well, what about the fact that you refuse to submit any estimated breed values or disclose sire and dam no, lineage? No, sorry, that's very offensive. Um, that's all I'll be speaking with you about. Now, I'll be invoicing you as well for every time you said the word Brindle Beef.